We're going to cover a strange and terrifying topic, and that topic is Contemporary Hits Radio, or CHR, what used to be Top 40. And we're going to tackle this topic by listening to and commenting on the top 10 songs in the country, according to Billboard Magazine's Hot 100 song chart, for the week of October 6, 2018. So, Johnny, thanks for coming on the podcast. You ready to do this? I'm so stoked. Okay, so anyways, Billboard compiles this list from uh, album sales, streams, and radio airplay. And Billboard magazine's been making some sort of hit parade since the 1930s. Yay. I'm sure it'll highlight what a brilliant, vibrant culture we're currently enjoying. And I most certainly will. So the plan for today's podcast, then, is to listen to some or all of these top 10 songs and offer our thoughts on them. And prayers. And prayers. Maybe our critiques. Maybe our lamentations about the direction of music. And why did I spend all this time learning how to play a guitar when nobody on earth cares anymore? (laughs) So I did a little bit of research on the topic of hit songs, and I read some of The Song Machine by John Seabrook, which is a pretty neat book exploring this topic. So I thought that I'd sort of briefly lay out his thesis, which is pretty interesting, and I think it might help us make sense of this list. So basically, Seabrook has uh, this to say, that hits are still what matter, in the music industry, despite the virtual annihilation of the record business. Hits are still what's important. Uh, All the fame and money come from the hits, so it's not album sales. And interestingly, these hits are being composed and produced by a a small number of uh, writers. And these hit makers rely on two principal types of hit. One descended from Europop, which have longer melodies and clear verse chorus structures, and another descended from R&B, which have rhythmic grooves featuring a melodic hook that repeats throughout the song. So basically, it's either a a dance pop song or a hip-hop song. Formats of rock and country have been systematically annihilated. So both formats, the R&B and the Europop format, rely on a collaborative effort called a track-and-hook approach, in which one musician makes the beats and the chord progressions, and another makes the melodies and the hooks. And this all happens behind the scene, and the artists themselves, the ones that we see and hear sing the songs, are basically just vocal personalities, and they're not necessarily even singers. So that's the thesis of John Seabrook's book, The Hit Factory, and I thought that it would be a good lens to view this uh, disaster we're about to encounter. (laughs) (laughs) So do you have any thoughts before we get going with the music listening experience? Oh, yeah, I do. I I have tons of thoughts. I'll save them for midway through or the end. Okay, good. Because I'm sure that the further we get into this, the more irate we're both going to become but yes let's go ahead and get started okay cool so let's start with number 10 on the hit parade from 
Let me start this song over. So this song is called Young Blood by Five Seconds of Summer. So the first thing that I notice is that it's going to be a song in the Euro pop tradition. So there's a chord progression already and a recognizable melody. It's not bad. I mean, this is a pretty neat hook. Yeah, it's that it's that male vocal that's hot right now. Yeah, and then it's got a clear verse chorus format. Like that beginning part was a verse, and I guess this is the chorus. 120 beats per minute. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to dance to. It's got a it's got a good beat and any mouth breathing asshole can dance to it. Yeah, I might even make some sense on the dance floor. Right. Of course. One, two, three, and swirl and one. Yeah, but I, I guess I, I'm not as disappointed in this song as I am with others on the list. I can imagine a band playing this. It's interesting to note, however, that it, it's not a band playing that song. You know, it's all electronically produced. It clearly was made with the track and hook method. Do you? Yeah. I didn't think about that, but they're out of the ten songs that are on this glorious list. I, there probably are very many that you could just take a guitar and go do right. That well, that one. This is one. Well, that was one. Yeah, you know, more so the Europop than the R and P R and B songs. Right, and I, I can't think of the guy's name. He, um, well, he's smallish, Latin. He played the Super Bowl. Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars. That's the voice that's that's popular right now, right? Yeah, that was a Bruno Mars esque voice. Right. Okay. Is he? Which you, I really like that guy. He's not on the list, however. He's, he's must be just between albums or something. He's on vacation. Right. But it's, I mean, I'm sure the same people wrote those songs yeah. too. Is that good God? Yeah. Seabrook mentions uh, several Doctor Luke and Max Martin, who are both interestingly enough Swedish producers. And, and let me say, I seriously doubt that he's a doctor. Well, he went to Dr. Dre's School of Medicine. Oh, well, I stand corrected. Okay, let's go on to number nine on the hit list, which is a collaboration between Kanye West and Lil Pump, and the song is called I Love It. If you get a chance to watch this video, I do recommend it, because it is out of this world. Silly, but... Something else. Anyways, here's uh, Kanye and Lil Pump. So, I have to say that this is what I have the least patience for in hip hop. <laughs> like, this misogyny and this obnoxious speech, I just find hugely unhelpful. So we're in the R&B format here of hip-hop, repetitive, looped bass line. There's probably not going to be too many changes here. Bass might drop out. I mean, do you have any comment there? I mean, okay, I mean. Oh, my God. Yeah. And yeah. so, I'm sorry. Hey, man, fuck does rhyme with fuck. Am I wrong? 
No, you you are accurate there. Let me get my rhyming dictionary to make sure. But right. Okay, so that's the number nine song in the country. In the country, right? You're well, such a fucking hoe. Yeah, and I love it. I love that about you. Couldn't we put that on the shelf with the lowest forms of art? Am I out of line there? Not even sort of out of line. And I don't. You'd have to dig a hole in the ground to put it low enough on the shelf. That's right. My shelves go down far. I don't even care about the misogyny part. It's just so played. You know what it reminds me of? The late 1980s and these hair metal bands doing the same uh, bimbo rock. Right, titties and beer. It's, I mean... Yeah. But unlike that, I don't think there's going to be a Nirvana-type event where the wholesale content change occurs as far as subject matter. Oh, that would require uh, a, a population of people with IQs above fucking minus 12. Okay, let's go on to this next song, number eight on the list. By uh, It's your Such a Fucking Ho, the remix. It is, that's right. This song is uh, called Fifi. Cap- oh capital F, capital E, capital F, capital E, Fifi, I guess. Maybe it's an it's acronym. It's probably an acronym for You're Such a Fucking Ho in Swedish. Yeah, so it's by 6ix9ine uh, 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 and Nicki Minaj and Murder Beats. So let's check this one out. All right, I'm stoked. So we're right back to where we left off. Do you have that super soaker? Wow. So we're back to the repetitive R&B. Anyways, is there anything else we can get here? I mean, we could we could try to have a little more thoughtful commentary on what's I happening. I don't think so. It's really obnoxious. Yes. And it's difficult to listen to. Right. I mean, it is expertly produced. Yeah, and I guess, I mean, you just know that it's in clubs all over the country. People are screaming over top of it like we are. Okay, I like that. Yep. I guess it's Kardashian abbreviation of the Kardashians. Kardashian? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that part. <laughs> Who is that again? Oh, that would have been uh, Nicki Minaj. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, she's... Okay. Well, of course, it's a woman. So it's that's the only good part, I guess. I never thought I'd say that. Um, that beat in particular, that... <laughs> That's right. really that's beat to death. Yeah. That's that's called the hoe beat where I'm from because that's how that's how beat to death it is. The hoe beat. All right, let's go on to number seven on the hit parade. Number seven on the list. Number four billion in my heart. That's right. This song is called "I Like It" and it's by Cardi B. Oh, I remember when it was by Bad somebody Bunny else. and yeah. Jay Balvin. So there's th- there's three rappers on it. Oh, good. Cardi B, Bad Bunny, and Jay Balvin. Bad Bunny? That's right. Oh, no. Like from... I like it. Cardi B. Oh, wow. So we have a sample of a, yeah. of, a of Latin jazz. Yeah, that's like a jazz style. 
I don't know if they make million dollar bills anymore. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I think they do actually. That seems to be an, a new technique in hip hop. Th- those real clips, right? Because uh, that's on offers on one of these other songs on the hit list. This is a very it's it's nice. She has a healthy ego. Yeah, I find her caustic and smug. Yes, but I find and materialistic. Let's not forget materialistic. Well, I find most rappers to have just the most. She needs those dollars. Obnoxious attitudes on earth. <laughs> Can you pause it for two seconds? I just want to say something. So what you're telling the world here is that six dudes who live in like New York City got together over martinis and said, I need something that rhymes with I like dollars. And they said, how about the coming out of pinatas? And they were like, bingo, let's get some hookers and blow and call it a day. Is that really what's going on? My opinion on, on that f- form of hip-hop is just not being helped out by this list. Not, I, not I really not find much. it as awful as you can get. Yeah. Like, I would rather listen to death metal, and I don't even like death metal anymore. And when we were born, Steely Dan was making a living. Yeah, but we're going to come back to what happened to Rock at the end of the list. Let's keep going okay. through, through the sorrow okay. pile here. All right, so we, we're, we're, we're... That was number... That was seven. Yeah, but there was Cardi B, so Cardi let's B. go on to uh, Sicko Mode. Sicko by Mode. By Travis Scott. Oh. Yeah, so this one... Okay. This one starts with like a kind of a obnoxious organ loop. Uh, let's see. It's going to be a repetitive loop-based R&B formula. Astro. Apparently, he has the Jetsons dog. Finally. We know what happened. Sun is down. Freezing cold. So this melody was written by one of the, like, one of the hit makers. Nice. Like, this person, like, do you think that Travis Scott came up with that melody? Like no. A, apparently, according to Seabrook, the, no. This was a, like a team of, of money-making producers. Uh-oh. Here it comes, This change Brian. is fun, I think. Here it comes. Oh! Yes. That's the engine. I like this. I, I did like that, too. Uh-oh. It finally got good. The first part is hard to handle. Give me the loop. So that change was really clever. That was great. Yeah, it, that, that was an amazing change. That it, was fantastic. So anyways, we're dealing with producers and writers that operate like Steven Spielberg and George Lucas. Like that kind of excellent construction. That was cool. And I mean, that was just blatant. And you think maybe it just, guys are like, let's just slam these two together. That was a very great transition. Yeah, very, very Beatles yeah. style. Day right? in the Lifey kind of. Yeah. yeah, all of a sudden it's a different song. I like that one. one. Okay, that was number six? Yeah, sicko mode. 
sicko mode. That should that's there's nothing's going to be better than that on this list. Well, I mean, there's there's still a lot that I, I didn't particularly enjoy about it. But anyways, let's go on to number five, which is an Eminem song called Kill Shot, which <laughs> is a straight diss track. So for those uninitiated, a diss track is just what it sounds like whenever you're trying to to offend and put down some rival. So apparently some knucklehead. What's his name? Do you know his name? I do. Uh, said but some, I'm not saying fuck him. Well, he, oh, Machine Gun Kelly. Ah, fuck you. So said Machine it. Gun Kelly said some ignorant things apparently about Eminem, and then this track is the result. So, anyways, here we go. Beard is weird. Rihanna just hit me on a Beard's weird. Last night I left hickeys on a neck. Yo, I, did you get that? Just me, I'm perplexed. Insult me in a line, compliment me on the next day. I'm really sorry you want me to have a heart attack. Was watching eight mile on my Nauta track. Realized I forgot to call you back. What's he talking about the weird beard thing? All right, we're on a starter cap. After a damn gun and have a man bun. Giants won't eyes open undeniable supply and smoke. Got the fire stoke. Say you got me in a stoke, but you grazed me. I say don't call the answer. I agree that he is next level rapper. It's essentially Yingwei Malm's team of rapping. It's so good. Yeah, but I, I can't get on board with the, the content. Like, I don't... Yeah, like, a, couldn't they, yeah. like, just, like, work it out like men? Like, hey, listen, we gotta talk, man. I can't hear you at all. <laughs> what did you say? Or oatmeal? This kind of dictionary. I've heard this a trillion times. Okay, yeah. I will say that. Yeah, so, so I mean, so you were you're on board. Like you, you, everything there was right where you wanted to be. I I enjoyed that thoroughly. Yes, from the get go. I mean, it's he's hilarious, and he's. Beautiful. He's also a leftover from the 90s, too. So he might be operating in a different system, more of the Dr. Dre type system. I mean, he's still working with producers, but you can at least be assured that he wrote all the words. That's, that's exactly what I was going to say. And that, it, that he delivered all the words, and he's not like trying to sing things with auto-tune. It, it wasn't shopped the same way the other songs are. Not even close. And it uh, wasn't very distracting for a diss track. Well, uh, yeah, I mean Eminem. I guess that would be. He's he just happened to land on the charts in 2018, but he's a genius from 20 years ago. Yeah, so his days on the chart are likely numbered. Right. Okay, let's go on. So way to go, Eminem. Yeah, that was great, buddy. All right, number four. Uh, in my feelings, by Drake. Oh, so uh, here we go. Back to the R&B, yeah. repetitive category. Just notice that there's that melody in the background that keeps repeating. And this melody was shopped by pros. Just goes right for your limbic system. Yeah. It's an addictive melody. Yeah. 
an option because I've been going off and they don't know when to stop and we get the top and I see it's still that monotone yeah that melody repeats forever that's part of the formula yeah, so you could say the difference between Drake's rapping and Eminem's rapping is that Eminem employs dynamics, which means that he uses different voices. Right. He changes the the timbral content of his delivery. Do you even do you even care what he's saying? No, you're just waiting for the hook in this one. Yeah. It's I'm I find it. Compelling though, it is well made and it's totally hit factory. Right. Like if someone shopped this hard or a team of people shopped this hard. Uh oh. Yeah. Yeah, more materialism from the lady. Yeah, so, anyways, this. Sort of like an unrequited love song, but then like apparently his love interest is is the most profoundly uninteresting woman on the planet. Yes, I'm in love with a girl who is interested in my bank account. Did she say instead of Netflix and chill, what's your net worth? I didn't catch that part. But I think she did. Makes sense. Okay, so anyways, uh, way to go, Drake. Thank you, Drake. Yeah, let's go on to. Uh, number three on the list. What the fuck is that fucking noise? It's this it's a cable <laughs> in the kidding. iPhone. Do you know that song? I, I don't. I just introduced it to my man cub yet last week. It's uh remember when Anthrax did like Soldiers of Destruction? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's called What the Fuck is That Fucking Noise? Dude, that album they put out, yes. Attack of the Killer Bees, is it on that? No, I don't well, that know. That album is amazing. It's so great. Does it's... it have the ballad of Jimi Hendrix on it? I I haven't. Maybe we'll listen to it after all of this. Diamonds in the rough, the extended version. Have you, you remember that? Yeah, I, Diamonds I, I, in the rough. Yeah, That's the whole song. Yeah. <laughs> That's Those guys were idiots. Right, dude. And I mean, why can't that be top ten right now? Something clever and not fucking. Okay, come let's, on, let's guys. go on. The, let's go on to number th- three here. Okay. Better now by Post Malone. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, boy. So we're back to the Euro pop style, which I, I find a relief. Okay, so we got a chord progression. That's nice. Oh, finally. Yeah. I can imagine a band playing this. I mean, it, it is like super hyped up bass. You could play this. Yeah, you could play the song. So the Europop songs translate to our medium. That's 145 beats per minute. Expertly produced. He also sounds like he can sing. Yeah. That's nice. I mean, he's still treated for auto tune, etc. But he appears to be carrying a tune. Yeah. Okay. You could strum it on guitar and sing it. So, anyways, the Good. I wouldn't. Any thoughts here? Post Malone, uh, yeah. better now. Uh it's it's not better now. Post Malone is his name. Post. 
That's right, post, P-O-S-T. Post Malone. I'm sorry, but you start with Getting Better by the Beatles and go to Better, better. Now by you, and it's not better now, bro. And especially since you chose your porn name as your moniker. <laughs> okay, anyways, let's go on to number nine. Okay, number nine is called Lucid Dreams. Oh, good. By Juice World. Juice World! Come out to Juice World today and get a carrot uh, shake. Let's just listen to the song instead. No. These are these weird introductions are, are sort of a a hip hop stable. Ugh. So we got a like a, a minor loop, like some sort of sample. Really bass driven. But there is a chord progression, so I guess you would have to put this in the Europop category. Especially since he's singing. I guess, yeah. yeah. Unrequited love song. It's just auto-tuned vocal melody. Pretty forgettable. I, would have... I don't know. I, I can see its merits for how well it's put together, but it's... it's um, I don't know. I just pretty am bad. tired of the subsonic bass thing. It's yeah. just so... Come up with something else. That's how they. That's, well, it's got that power, especially dynamics. on the dance floor. Oh, I guess that's true. People I keep thinking, like, to play it live, and I, I guess you just don't do it. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you would need synth bass. You would, you would, you probably couldn't play it on a bass guitar and make it have that sort of same impact. Well, right. then why doesn't somebody? <laughs> I'm just kidding, because then they'd have to pay that asshole. Yeah, we'll come back to this because that's an interesting yeah. topic. What's, uh, where are the players? The players are in their basements crying themselves to sleep. Yeah, okay, so let's go true. on to the, the last song on the list, okay. which is uh, some sort of miracle occurred, and a rock song made it here. So it's quasi-rock, but more Europop. Girls Like You Yeah. by Maroon 5. Featuring Cardi B, so the guitar solo in modern pop has been replaced with raps. Oh, good. So I like it because I like the guitar part, and I, I like that there's a chord progression. And I can also tell that this dude can sing. I hate this so much. Yeah, but I would say objectively, if you didn't have negative feelings about Maroon 5 or this guy's hits in the past... You would have to admit that this this song is probably better than everything else on the list. Yeah. Like it's... All right, this dude wrote this song. I think... I, I don't remember what number six was, but... Uh, oh, the... Uh, we'll, we'll go back just just to remind us numbers. Oh, the sicko mode. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that one was better. Um. So, yeah, just to remind ourselves... Yeah, sicko mode. Oh, the sicko mode was this weird the one organ that just one. Changed out of yeah. nowhere. And then it, then it went into this goofy thing here. It was like this for almost two minutes. Then it goes. Yeah, this is the same song. That's really loud, man. Oh, I'm sorry.
Okay, so now we've made it through yeah. the whole list and we can turn it off and never listen to it again. Um, yeah, uh, Maroon 5 guy can not gonna sing. Be, not going to be on your playlist. No, I'm not. Yeah, Maroon 5 guy can sing. He has a great like, voice. Sounds like he probably had more songwriting input to that tune, although it was probably shot too. It. Yeah, there's no way he wrote that or anything. He just showed up right after doing a proactive commercial and karaoke television contest and sang what they wrote for him. Uh, would, you, uh, would you do that? If they're like, here's a pile of our fucking asshole gold. All you have to do is sing a girl's like you. Would I do it? Yeah, would you do yes. it? Yes. I wouldn't do it. Why not? You stand to make so much money. These people in the top 10, because they're the 1%, essentially. Right. And the fact that hits are still lucrative. Right. No matter what, even though the the artist is, is down the totem pole from the licensing and the record companies, they're, they're still making a lot of money. It's the bottom of the totem pole for self-respect, intellect. Well, what I find most interesting is that the the computer has essentially 100% replaced any acoustic instruments. Yep. There was nary an acoustic instrument to be heard except for the Maroon 5 song. That was an acoustic in the beginning. Oh, yeah, I guess it was. Good job. Otherwise, they were. there was a couple things sampled. There was that samba song or that Latin jazz song sampled in, in one of the tunes. I forget which one. There were definitely synthesizers and keyboards and everything. Yeah, it, it was the dominant thing there was right. there wasn't any acoustic drums or if there were they were hidden by by midi samples so the interesting thing there is that people are just more compelled by the super powerful all-encompassing swirl sounds that you can make with a computer versus acoustic instruments so the virtuoso doesn't matter to people people aren't compelled by good playing like they may have been in the 60s and 70s uh. Well, there's uh, that's why you know if when I'm king, we're gonna uh, battle this deficiency in our culture. And if you think that what we just listened to is anything other than a disgusting fucking canker sore uh, on the, uh, the taint of our culture, you are an asshole. So until you're king, what I was about to say earlier okay. is that we are dinosaurs. Essentially, acoustic musicians are dinosaurs. There's almost no use for us, at least in pop culture, at least on the hit parade. Wow. People that enjoy top 40 from the 60s and 70s and 80s and into the 90s are still going to appreciate cover bands that play this material, but there won't be any room for it. It'll be like seeing somebody playing the banjo out by the fire pit. <laughs> like, oh, you guys are so cute with your rock band. Look at Nana with her uh, Nirvana t-shirt. Well, that's not too far off. I mean, there's going to be, like, if you think of what's like a, just a sh- shitty pop punk fucking garbage, like Green Day or Blink-182, like that yeah, kind of shit can come rock. back, right? Yeah, but uh, I think that there was a lot more merit there. I just, well, I guess. I mean, if, if, I mean, compared to the shit me? show that we they just sat through. Songs? Yeah, you wrote right. their songs. Right. They, they played their instruments. Who cares that the songs were simple? Yeah. I mean, oh God, that's how fucking horrible what we just listened to is. The shit show that we just well, sat through. It is a through. lot like punk rock in, in its simplicity. Seabrook makes the same comparison. Like the, 
there are no chord progressions to be heard except for just maybe a four chords, but there's rarely a, a change unless right. it's some sort of cataclysmic change like that weird Fifi song or, or it, sicko mode. Wouldn't you expect some kind of, and I know I, I don't want to go down this road with you, Brian, and we can hold hands and skip right past this alley together, but I'm just throwing this out there. Is do you? There is no protest music of any shape, right? I mean, and what would they do? Be like, Nazis are bad. (laughs) Creativity, having something to say about the world around you, uh, making any. Well, it's not like a Bob Dylan protest song, which actually had content. That's what I mean. A person like Bob Dylan would never succeed in today's market. Right. There's no room on the hit parade for actual content of that sort what is this guy doing looking around and writing what he sees well anyways let's get back to the the musicians the players to some extent people still need to know how to play instruments to produce this music i mean at least keyboard to some degree but (laughs) it's not like phil specter and the wall of sound or the funk brothers from motown there's no one playing and though I might be bored by the fact that no one's playing, apparently everyone else of the younger generation is only compelled by the hyper-real sounds produced by the computer. Right. Good way to go, guys. I mean, how do you combat that other than through, like, you know, my four-point sterilization program? <laughs> there is no combating it. Did we there com- really isn't. Did we combat the end of minstrelsy and the beginning of jazz and, and movement to R&B. I mean, whatever happened in New Orleans jazz, whenever it was top of the pops, it just moves on. And eventually it's just guitar bands are gone. Rock and roll is, is gone. Wow. That's it, so sad. It's unimpeachably true. Don't you, there's really no way. Bands to... just have to tour endlessly. They, they get like medium success. No one's interested in guitar bands. I mean, what they're interested in is this sort of dopamine hit pop music shopped by expert producers and writers featuring obnoxious lyrics and mind-numbingly stupid topics. But isn't there still an army of uh, boys and girls out there taking guitar lessons? Wouldn't you? I, I think there's a lot less, man. Wow. It's hard to say since I got out of that business for the most part i mean i've been a classroom teacher for the better part of a decade but i did do the guitar lessons full time essentially for uh, eight or nine years and yeah there were still a lot of, of of students but they it was difficult to keep any of them interested out of that entire better part of a decade that i taught guitar lessons i bet maybe something like 10 of them still play and i think that i've had uh, hundreds of students yeah I gave a lot of lessons. I bet a very small percentage of them are still playing. And on top of that... Too much distraction, man. they got a rectangle in their pocket that has the world's content waiting for them. Well, then how are they so goddamn stupid? But that's not really the point. I mean, uh, um, you, I, there is no way to combat this. Just I fucking... think we should combat it. Just let it be. It okay. is what it is. Okay. I guess so. We just keep doing our best. There are still people alive that are our age and, and a gener- half a generation younger that are still into bands, that are still into people playing music in a real state. 
That's what I was going to say. Is, uh, there has to be a... We'll, go, we'll die with them. It won't matter. No, nah, there's a jam scene for millennials right now, right? I don't know, man. Yeah, me either. I don't know. I don't think there's anything equivalent to Fish in the 90s, which was huge right. young person following around a band. I guess you, all the big shows you see now, they have like a, a life-size Brachiosaurus, and we're going to have a light show, and everybody's uh, going to take... Uh, Jojo sauce. I, I don't know. I don't I guess you, I'd I, go to that show. They just had that, you know. A life science brachiosaurus? Yeah, in Ohio somewhere. They had some big festival and it's this year it was extra terrible because for the first time, I guess the brachiosaurus it, wasn't filled with candy. No, no, but what happened was and this is uh what this is the speak that I heard from the the younger folks who attended is that this year, for the first time, the Chads showed up. And the Chads are frat boys. Anyway, so back on topic here. Do you feel this uh, dinosaur modality creeping over you? No, because I think I've seen younger people, you know, gaze in wonder at my musicianship. I don't know, man. Look at the top ten music on Earth. It's (laughs) nowhere to be found. I mean, yes, you might find a, a select few that are compelled by the esoterica. But for the most part, picking up a guitar, it's hard. It's, there are too many distractions. It takes decades. Who has time for that whenever you can just play some sort of game on your telephone? People ask me, I mean, after I have these conversations with people, and they're like, well, um, how come you know the formula? You understand completely the formula they're using, and yet you're not writing songs like that in an effort to break into the system. Yeah, well, that point is made, but it does have something to do with how good the producers and writers are. They're just, like I said, they are equivalent to George Lucas and Steven Spielberg, right? Those are just good production teams with good ideas, shop the right way, work the right way. It takes a lot of time to produce music that sounds like that. I, I know that from... Being a recording engineer, well, like I, as far I as can... the recordings go, right? The recordings are amazing. That's true, especially since the loudness wars have ended. So all through the two thousands, the early two thousands, and then culminating with Death Magnetic, the producers were mastering their tracks to be just ungodly loud, and then you lost all the dynamic qualities, and all the music from that era sounds really bad. That's largely over. Well, so now did... the recordings do sound. Truly amazing. Just the content is so lackluster. Do you like the... Have you enjoyed the introduction of subsonic? It's okay. It's amazing that they can get it that present. Yeah. And if you have a system, it is even more amazing to feel that ricochet off your sternum. Okay. So it, it is distracting whenever it's so unnatural. But sometimes it's, it's cool to experience. And couldn't you hook a fretless bass up to some kind of crazy effect and play it as an almost percussion instrument and have the same thing but better? I guess so. You might be able to run it through an equalizer with a huge boost around 40. (laughs) And and every time you hit a couple notes, you might be able to define a couple on the upright bass that would get that super exquisite boom. It would, be, it would be limiting. You wouldn't be able to play the upright bass like normal, but you might be able to find a couple of those. There's just no room. I mean, for, uh, for musicians. All you have are nerds with computers 
and uh, then, you know, sexy people who deliver. I'm sexy, and I can deliver. I'd, I'd rather... You can deliver pizza. Mark, but I'd rather deliver pizza. Oh, my God. I, I, ugh. <laughs> I'd be embarrassed. Don't you? I mean, if you, I don't know, but there was some content up there that I thought was somewhat interesting. Man, if I walked down the street and somebody went, okay. I would want to die. And I just, there's, there's no way. I, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, I don't. I'm just emotionally detached. I'm upset. I wouldn't mind. Well, I'll, I'll sing that song and, and play it every night. As long as there's money at the end of it, it it'll make sense for me. Ugh, you and your gross blood money. Yeah, uh, making a living, playing my guitar. Yeah, it's so bad. Yes, you No, sh- man, it makes no, perfect I sense. I, I know, but... And that's... Uh, I haven't had a boss in 15 years. Yeah, that's I mean, how it that's works, true. guys. I've had a boss for 13 years. She's pretty awesome. Now, um... I mean, but you don't play that song. Do you? No, but if we it's, decided to learn it, I would right. be like, all right, I'll learn it. Whatever. Some some songs are worse. You can find artistry there whenever you're interpreting it in the <laughs> chorus, in the cover band arena. So you learn that song, and it's got some chords, and it's got, you know, whatever. It's got a melody, at least. But then instead of that rap section, we wouldn't rap it. We would, I would probably, probably play a guitar solo, and I would improvise. Right. So... Already, like I'm invested because it's not the same song. No, it's just using the architecture as a vehicle for my brand of musicianship. So, you can exp- you can find a way to express yourself even in the limitations of uh, top forty. But it's true that there won't be people like you in twenty years in bars. That's what the point I was you're trying like, to make. Yeah. You're like the. The uh, uh, I'm a dinosaur. I've the already mastodon tried to make who is Fred Flintstone's shower, and you're like, oh, it's a living. You're right, <laughs> but I'm the people that are compelled by the music that I play will likely die off at the same time that I die. I mean, it might be sort of lonely if I live to be very old, which would be a triumph. But I, I, I wow, man! I, so it's really just going to be karaoke and comedy. Just those two things. Well, there's going to be music. It's just going to be eventually unrecognizable from what it is that we find compelling. And this is just a halfway point. Imagine 600 years from now right? where this is going to be. It's, and then that, this is, and number one on the charts for the fourth week in a row is... Laser the, dongle. The note C. And it's like... Ee. And it just rings off your, your neural implant <laughs> yeah. and makes you have an orgasm after right. orgasm. Oh, man, that is that is my jam right there. <laughs> I love this song. <laughs> oh, my God. I, oh, we're so boned. Well, I think that we may have at least lived through the last era of intriguing musical honesty. What is the point? We just listened to 10 songs. None of them are gonna live on yeah they don't have any shelf life i do notice that about modern hits is they generally evaporate right so there's no stairway to heavens here like i don't imagine 40 years from now that any of these songs are going to be occupying like how many times do you think stairway to heaven was played today in the world probably a hundred right none of these on radios are going to be played in six months that means that stairway to heaven made some significant revenue today like just in 2018, 
which one of these songs is going to be still doing something of that sort. Maybe if it's been sold for commercial use, or maybe if it's used in a movie, but I don't think it has the same longevity. It does. It won't. None of these songs, a couple of them, will still be on the radio in a year, but not you. None of them will ever be around again. That's so disgusting. I don't know. I I don't have the same revulsion. I just see it as a, a natural outgrowth of modernity. That's just the way things are going. We have computers in our pockets now, and people are more distracted than ever. Of course, art and music and film are going to become diaphanous and, and less content-oriented and more easy-trick-oriented. You what... refuse to use the word dumb. Sure. Well, I can't really call the producers dumb and the, the writers. I mean, I find the lyrics largely I'm talking dumb. about the a paying audience. You, don't, you will not just put your foot down and be like, you're right, Johnny, they're fucking dumb. Yeah, well, ignorant is a better way to put it because they're just not... They don't know what they're missing. It's impossible to not know what you're missing if you've never experienced it. So what I'm talking about there is listening to music with actual content as far as music that takes you somewhere, not just twirls you around in a loop, and lyrics that are, are thoughtful, and then the marriage of the lyrics and melody with a epic-like journey of music like the bands did from our childhood and the fact that the people in the band were writing the music and to take that all in as an art form you can really stand in front of the art gallery and just stare at the triptych all night it's just it's beautiful in a way that i think most people are ignorant to you have to get on board with how compelling bands were and more interesting musically yeah, I'm on board with that. I just don't see there. I mean, there are no bands. Bohemian only... Rhapsody was a top ten hit, and that right. takes you on a a melodic and chordal journey of the sort only encountered in Wagner. And that's silly enough to hit the charts today. It's, yeah, you know, because it, I mean, people would be like, "Oh my God, is that like?" Opera? I don't understand. And if- yeah, I, th- I think the biggest travesty here is, is the, the lack of musicianship outside of the producers and the writers. I, see, I can hear and see the musicianship there and the way they put these large-scale songs together, but right. there's no playing. There, I mean, that's why I, sometimes I'm more on board with contemporary country. At least it has players. You know, though largely yeah. it is as dumb, but I, dare I say not as bad. It is not as bad. It, it's, yeah, I mean, I don't want to talk about that either. I don't want to get into... Well, just, you should be happy to know that not a single country song was anywhere near this list. I mean, it's... And well, this, that shouldn't be. It shouldn't, you know. I mean, I, it's, that's when it's you It's died know. the same death that rock has died. Good. I mean, um, yeah, so, uh, boy, this... This is a good time, Brian. I'm glad you had me up. and just... I'm glad, too. I think that it was an important conversation, as painful as it was. Yeah. I think it was interesting. I hope that everybody enjoyed listening to that. And thanks again for coming on the podcast, Johnny. Thank you for having me, Brian. Hey, guys, give your kids piano lessons and stand over top of them and crack them across the forearms with a ruler when they don't want to play. If you like what I'm doing here on the Chasing the Chords podcast, please feel free to support me. You can do so by going to the support tab on my website brianjump.net